Hey everyone, I'm Riley Forbes and you are listening to Cracking Local, a podcast for salespeople and marketers looking to crush local in a digital world. Today on the show, we are talking with Samantha McKenna. She is the Senior Director of Sales for On24. They are one of the leaders in helping marketers create video webinars to help boost engagement. We had a great conversation and Samantha is definitely a thought leader when it comes to sales tactics and strategies. Here's a clip. When I did that and I changed my subject line, it, it was amazing the amount of responses that came in. Um, and it was, it, it seems like such a basic and such an, uh, you know, just again, a basic concept to me now, but it really opened my eyes and it shifted how I did all of my prospecting as a brand new salesperson. Two more notes before the show. One, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud. And bonus points if you feel like giving us a review and a comment. And secondly, for the sake of transparency, I feel like this is worth mentioning. Samantha is in the East time zone and I am central. So when we scheduled the interview for the morning, I kind of failed to realize just how early that was for me. So if I sound a little slow off the hop, that's why. Pro tip, if you're ever starting a podcast, no interviews before 8 a.m. Of course, Samantha was great from word go, so I had to keep everything in. And with that said, let's start the show. To start, um, it would be awesome to just learn a little bit more about you, your background, and what exactly you do for On24. Yeah, sure. So um, in terms of my background, I've been in sales for uh, just over just over 10 years now, um, which is really hard to believe. And uh, I actually started at another company that was a channel partner of On24. Um, I went into a position of an account manager, um, which is really just nurturing and facilitating existing relationships and you know renewing their contracts, things like that. And um, after about two years of being um, rather successful in that role, I was promoted to sales, which um, quite frankly, just absolutely terrified me. And I, you know, I'm, I've always been an overachiever and I thought, you know, I was being put into a position where now I was really going to be responsible for some hard numbers and there was nowhere to hide. Um, so with a lot of panic, um, I took the promotion and, um, was, it found really quickly that it was just absolutely a perfect fit for my personality and the way that I, um, you know, motivate myself and things like that. So, uh, I did that for about two years. Um, on 24, then convinced me to come and work for them directly about five years ago, and um, have you know kind of steadily risen through the ranks here um, due to performance and kind of overextending myself into other areas of our business where I thought I could lend a hand, um, you know, and really build a, a better internal infrastructure for Round 24. So the reason uh, I got in touch with you this week was because of an article that I saw you had written for, I saw it on Sales Hacker. And mm-hmm. I, I thought it was really, really great because it kind of dealt with one of the things that I think is most challenging for salespeople and that's cold prospecting, particularly through email. I'm wondering if you can describe the article and what your motivation was to write it. Yeah, um, so the, the article really talks about the, the element of show me, you know me, um, right? And social selling through show me, you know me. Um, show me, you know me is really just our short way of saying when you reach out to somebody, the, the cold outreach that you do has to be personalized. Um, there's a lot of schools of thought these days about how much personalization works and do you even need personalization? Um, and frankly, I, I think you really do. It, there are so many emails that are coming through to somebody's inbox every single day. I you know, I, probably at least 20, 30% of my emails that come through are people trying to get my attention. And um, I, I guess I think about it from my perspective of 
how busy I am and how full my calendar is. And if somebody can't spend the time to just figure out, okay, who's Sam? How can I get her attention? Why would I want to spend the time back with that person, right? What can I expect out of them? How are they going to court us through this process? Um, what kind of caliber person are they, right? I really think about that. Um, I also think that I'm much harder on people um, in that sense than the normal person is. So I, I think if you can meet my standards, you'll probably have a better shot of getting somebody's attention. Um, so I, I think I, I try to um, uh, give that to our sales team as well as, as a way to say, you know, let's really be smart and tactful about the way that we do our cold outreach. Um, one of the things that the article talks about specifically is uh, one of my mentors, uh, Jim Durham, who um, has been a, in a a big law attorney and chief marketing officer for several large law firms. And I'm just being able to utilize his name in a subject line. Uh, when I, when I mentioned that I got promoted to sales, um, I started doing my cold outreach and, you know, I was getting people that I just didn't really want to talk to people that wanted to chit chat with me, but weren't decision makers, didn't have budget, things like that. And um, I remember Jim saying, you know, why don't you just sift through my attend my uh, connection list on LinkedIn, uh, mention that we're friends and, you know, use that and see if I gets you anywhere. And which was an incredibly generous office, office uh, offer rather uh, for someone so prominent. And um, when I did that and I changed my subject line, it, it was amazing the amount of responses that came in. Right. And the responses were typically, hey, it's not me, but here's the person you can talk to that can help you with that. Um, and it was, it seems like such a basic and such an, uh, you know, just again, a basic concept to me now, but it really opened my eyes and it shifted how I did all of my prospecting as a brand new salesperson. Um, that personalization, that key of like, Hey, we know someone together, um, not only got the person to open the email, but if they didn't respond the first time and I followed up, it kind of kindly guilted them into responding right and they're like yeah right you know jim i know jim i'll I'll at least give you a hand um (laughs) and that still still works to this day yeah you know it was interesting one thought i left your article thinking was that maybe the false promise of the internet is that there is value in the volume of connections that are possible but the real value is actually in understanding just how we're connected to each other Absolutely. And, you know, it's, um, it's interesting, too. I think we're, we're always looking for a silver bullet in sales and marketing, right? So how do we get someone to respond? What, what tagline do we use that will effortlessly fail or not fail, rather? Um, and I think there is no silver bullet, but there is a really interesting thing that we do on our team, um, and it's called a, a social, um, social selling uh, power hour. And what we basically do is we get on with our team and now we've actually started doing it with our um, executive team as well. And we kind of uh, round robin which executives we bring on our calls. But we'll do about a 60-minute session. Um, Every account executive brings two companies that they're trying to target that maybe have been very difficult to get into. And um, everyone on the call, AEs, leaders, executives, et cetera, have their LinkedIn open. We go to the company name. We look through our second connections really quick and see if we can find anybody that would be of value um, you know, mm-hmm. or somebody we want to target that we're connected to. And it's interesting too, because, um, we, we started to look at it, you know, just doing it with our, um, account executives. And then we thought, well, hang on <laughs> our executives, you know, who have been in this space for 20, 25 years and are probably connected to a lot of other high level executives, um, have a great network that we're just not tapping into. And we've got team link and things like that, right. That we'd have access to through LinkedIn, but I think number one, getting together, um, it, it really forces us to all look together at once and, and really collaborate. Um, and number two, as a remote sales team, it really offers us a way to connect um, and again, connect with executives in Newark and EMEA and, and San Francisco that we might not connect with on a daily basis. 
Um, the first time that we did this, I should note, uh, we got uh, out of 60, 60 minutes, we got nine meetings. Um, and I, I can't even stress the success of that for 60 minutes spent. And yes, it was an expensive call, right? Given how many people we had on the phone, um, an, an hour of our time was expensive, but man, that payoff was incredible, right? Probably our lowest cost per lead ever. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And probably the group setting of it just made the calls have an energy to them that was probably part of, of the success. I can imagine that being a lot of fun. Yeah, super motivating, something you look forward to, right? And, and you can throw jokes and get to know each other. And, and, you know, again, sitting remotely in your office, wherever you might be, I'm in Washington, D.C., um, it's a way for me to connect with the rest of my team and, and, and again, people across offices. So um, not only the great morale booster and, and collaborative environment, but we actually got meetings out of it, which was great. So one other part of the article that I really liked was talking about strategies if you don't necessarily have a gym in your life. I'm wondering if you can briefly just talk about what people can do if they don't necessarily have that well-connected mentor or uh, person in their life that they can use as part of their cold prospecting. Yeah, I think um, I think one of the core things I try to teach the team, right, is that as you start to develop these opportunities, um, it's really important that you connect with everybody that's tied to that opportunity, um, right? So if, mm. if if I if you and I connected and you brought three other people on the call, I want to make sure to connect with all four of you on LinkedIn, right? We we've had a discussion, we've had some kind of meeting, and I want to connect with you. This is especially important for our enterprise um, account executives, right, that are trying to, to get into these organizations, because the minute you connect with one extra person within an enterprise organization, you instantly exponentially expanded your um, network of second connections within that company. Um, it's a great way to start to build your network, right, so without having that gym in your life. The other thing that I think is really interesting is you don't even need to be second connected or first or, or even third connected. Well, I guess everybody's third connected, but um, you don't need to have that in order to be successful at this. Um, one really great example is um, there's a software company that we're targeting, and um, we were almost at the finish line about a year ago to sign this contract, and our, our uh, champion left and the CMO was replaced, and we're like, no, and I know every salesperson. Oh, no. oh, it's the worst. Um, so you know the the message was we still really want you. Um, we just need to wait for the new CMO and a new VP of North American Marketing to come in. Um, just hang tight. So we thought you know these two people are going to have so much on their plate. They're trying to fix so much, but we know that they're also going to want to make a pretty quick impact, which we can help with as a technology. But we just need to figure out how to get in front of them. So we looked at both of their um, social medias. Couldn't come up with anything. Um, you know, that, that we could use. And so what we actually ended up doing was um, the CMO went to a very small kind of um, not well-known university in EMEA. And we called that university. Uh, we had them create a sweatshirt for her with the university's emblem on it um, and mail that to us. And then we mailed it to her with a handwritten note um, and said, you know, it doesn't seem like any of these are available. Thought you could use something from your alma mater. And then for the head of wow. marketing, yeah, um, simultaneously for the head of marketing, we thought, okay, what can we send to her? And um, she just recently moved to the area um, outside of D.C. To, to kind of the burbs. And so um, bought a gift card, $25, nothing big, um, to a great restaurant uh, in the area and said, welcome to your new professional neighborhood. We've been sticking to your team for about a year. You know, can't wait to get to know you as well. And um, interestingly enough, uh, neither of the gals replied to that email or to the, to the, um, the gift. 
but what we were able to do was we were able to use that as a touch point to say, hey, we dropped these at your office. Just want to make sure, we know you're both on the road so much. Just want to make sure you got um, our little welcome gift. Uh, it got the CMO to respond. She asked us a few questions. She connected us to the VP of marketing. Um, she also responded uh, to our card. And uh, we finally got our meeting, got in the door, and we're on our way to the deal. And what was interesting was during that meeting, um, she said, I can't tell you how many people are trying to get my attention. The really smart way that you guys did it. And we're like, yeah, we definitely high-fived in the elevator on our way out. Um, but it was really good, right? So think think about that stuff, right? And not, not everyone's good at thinking about those things, but you have so many strategic ways to get someone's attention that you can think about, you know, it's not about always about email. It's not always about picking up the phone. Think, think about how to just be strategic and use the information that they've got on their LinkedIn to find a way in. That's, that's really great because at times sales can get a little bogged down by, you know, scripts and strategies that companies have developed as the most efficient way to close a deal. And while those for the most part can be really effective and are helpful, you know, your story is a perfect example of how sometimes you need to think outside the box a little bit. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And I, I think that people just, um, I, I think you can just get into, so easily get into a routine, right? And and just say, exactly, let me, right, let me send this template. Let me, you know, I wrote it a year ago. I'm not going to change it, things like that. And um, it's even interesting with that, that um, we looked at an email template. Um, one of my reps said, I just I can't seem to get into this account. What can I do differently? What am I not doing? I said, well, let's, let's look at your messaging first. Um, and so we looked at the messaging and one of the emails that was going out was to the global head of marketing, um, right? So this, this individual has absolutely no time, is likely on a plane every week, um, is rushing. And um, he's also responsible for um, building out marketing efforts at a global level. So we looked at the the email campaigns that had gone out to this individual, and I looked at the last one. And the last one said, um, here's a link to um, our webinars, our, our library of webinars. Let me know if there's something of interest there to you. And I, I cringed when I read that email. And I said, you're asking someone who's so incredibly busy to look through a library of our webinars and say, let me know if there's something of interest. And I said, that's so lazy. Uh, and I said, you know, send him that link and say, here's a specific one that would be of value to you. Here's how someone at one of our top clients as a competitor of yours has expanded their efforts globally. I know this would impact you. Here's a, here's a key learning from that, um, that webinar. You know, paint yourself as that expert um, so that they know that they can trust you, that you're an expert, and that if they do end up giving you 15 minutes of their time, it's going to be worth it. So I think thinking again, you know, outside of what do you normally do? What's the what's the standard route? You know, break that up. And sort of assuming the perspective of the person you're trying to get in touch with, I think you hit the nail on the head with you have to think about what that person's up to, what what is that person's day to day and adjust your strategy accordingly. Yeah, exactly. So I've got a couple more questions for you, but before I get to that, um, I'm wondering if there's just anything that we haven't talked about related to the article that you want to touch on. Um, Any key takeaways that we weren't able to talk about? Yeah, I think that the, um, I think the only other thing that I would say is we're, um, when we do our social selling and we do that cold outreach, we're really uh, tactical in terms of what we use with our, our words. Our words are really, really important. Um, so the other things that I would say, you know, when you do that cold outreach are, um, keep it really short. You want to make sure that it looks like something that you actually custom wrote, right? Even if you're copying and pasting a, a generic template, 
Um, keep it short, make sure that it doesn't, in my opinion, no links, no bullets. I, I, I wouldn't write links and bullets to an email to a friend. Um, so um, keep it that way. The other thing that I find is um, make sure to val- make sure to communicate your value specifically to that individual, um, right? I can't count the number of uh, emails that I get talking to me about IT reports. Um, well, they don't need IT reports. Thanks so much, though. Um, the other thing that I would say is really look at your vernacular to make sure that it's not salesy, right? So I, I think that there's something to be said for, let me know if you have a few minutes to chat, uh, which is what we use versus the, do you have 10 or 15 minutes on your calendar this week? Ugh, I just, even that line wants me to put, puts me to sleep. Um, <laughs> right. And I, I think that those, those things, um, are really, really impactful. Um, and then I think, um, there's a lot of, a lot of work out there that talks about uh, changing your subject line every single time you send a new email. Um, it, and I actually disagree. So <clears throat> I think that the second email is always the most impactful um, and we've tracked it. It tends to get the biggest response rate. And I find um, that keeping the same subject line is really important because someone, people will start to see that they'll start to be familiar with that subject line um, and say, oh, here's this person again. Uh, but I think if you always have a value-driven message within those emails, you'll break those individuals at some point. Um, we even had a gentleman that finally responded to one of our reps. It was her 19th touch. And he's like, and he was a really, wow. yeah, uh, it was a really big title. Um, and it, it ended up getting her the meeting, which got her the deal. And he came back and he was like, really nice job. Like, I'm, I'm watching your emails. I'm, I'm curious what you're sending me. Um, you did such a good job. I, I think you're absolutely worth a meeting with us and I'll get you right to the top, um, which was incredible. But uh, I think the same subject line really, really works because it starts to become something familiar to someone and they can see the level of effort that you're putting in. One more sort of more fun question. Sure. Basically what I'm trying to do is put together the Mount Rushmore or Hall of Fame, as it <laughs> were, of salesmen or women <laughs> or sales scenes from movies. I'm wondering if you could talk about or if anything comes to mind in terms of sales in movies. Do you have a favorite scene or a favorite character? Um, that's a great question. Um, I think all of the, oh, off the top of my head, um, you know, Riley, and I bet this is one of the pre-questions you sent me and I didn't look at, um, so shame on me. No, this Uh, is a surprise (laughs) one. This is a sneak attack. So I, um, you know, what, what is, um, unfortunately, um, even though it's in a negative way, um, I am always a sucker, uh, for the scene in, um, Boiler Room, uh, which I'm sure, you know, what scene I'm talking about, but with Ben Affleck when he talks about the car. With Ben Affleck? Yes. Yes. I know. Yes. Amazing. Uh, I know. And it's, but I mean, he's such a jerk in it, right? But, um, I, I think it's a, it's a really great one. Um, right. And I think that, um, I don't know, it's, it's motivating, um, Outside of movies, I will tell you from a sales perspective, um, which I'm sure that um, I'm sure probably everybody has, has seen, including yourself, but um, I'm, a, I'm a massive nerd for TED Talks and, and really just books in general um, about business. But um, have you seen Simon Sinek's Start With Why? I don't think so. Oh, my God. Tell me about uh, it. Yeah. Hang up the phone and go watch it right now. 
Um, so it's a, uh, it's a 18 minute TED talk. Um, I will admittedly say that I watch it at least once a month, um, as a great motivator, a great reminder. Um, so Simon Sinek is just a, a fabulous individual, um, South African, uh, speaker and, uh, is just super, super sharp. And, uh, he starts this TED talk, but start with why. And it talks about the, the why of your organization. Why does your company exist? Why do you do what you do? And he paints a really great picture about um, Apple uh, computers versus, you know, Dell computers or gateway computers, if you remember those. Um, and just yep. it really describes it really well. And I think it's just such a fascinating thing. And his tagline is, people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. Um, it, you should really listen to it. it it's a phenomenal thing, but that, that's the thing I would say. That's my, if we're looking for a visual on sales, that would be my, <laughs> <laughs> my go-to. That's awesome. Yeah. He's phenomenal. We'll definitely, we'll definitely link to it in okay. uh, the podcast description. Amazing. And just a note on that Ben Affleck character from Boiler Room. Yeah. Bit of an asshole, but still heart of gold. I remember <laughs> part of that scene. Doesn't he kick someone out for laughing yes. at Giovanni Ribisi? Yes, he totally So he's kind does. of a nice guy. He's not, <laughs> he's not totally a jerk. It's totally true. It's totally true. <laughs> yeah, great, great point. But it is a great motivating scene. Oh, it's unbelievable. I love it. <laughs> so uh, just to wrap up, I'm wondering if you could let people know how they can connect with you um and see some of your writing see some of your stuff online Absolutely. and um and if you want to also just sort of tell us about a little bit more about on 24 and, and what you guys are up to there yeah Absolutely. So I'm on uh, Twitter and LinkedIn, obviously. Um, Samantha McKenna is my name. You can find me in both places. I'm a, a pretty active poster, so it shouldn't be too hard to find me. Um, all my articles are also posted there and tweeted. Um, in terms of on 24, you know, I, I really think that um, we are a marketing dream when it comes to webinars. Um, webinars are top two, uh, if not top uh, methodology that you use as marketers for any every stage of the buying funnel. And um, I think typically when people think of webinars, they think of kind of clunky screen sharing uh, things, and we're so much better than that. Um, we really do solve, as I mentioned earlier, uh, marketers' top two challenges. So getting better and more uh, pipeline and leads into your funnel, and then scaling your content effectively. So um, I think everybody looks from a, a content perspective at, okay, we've got this content, now what do we do with it? And we really allow you to break it up, scale it, build it into smaller pieces, and then use those as drip campaigns. Um, lots that we can do, really robust, incredible analytics. Um, and in the end, you know, we'll get more pipeline and revenue into your system. So what's not to love about that? Awesome. Awesome. Well, Samantha, thank you so much for your time today. You made this super easy and, uh, I'm excited to uh, share it with our sales team and, uh, share it with the world. So I'll uh, let you go and uh, have a great day. Thanks, Riley. You as well. Take care. So that was my conversation with Samantha McKenna. I hope you enjoyed it. And just as a reminder, we would love to have you subscribe or review or make a comment on the podcast and get our audience growing. So until next time, this is Riley Forbes signing off for Cracking Local. Talk to you soon.